Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast. An inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Nathan, your host. We've got another wonderful episode in the works for y'all today. But in case you haven't heard, I just released my book. Actually, by the time this is going to be out, probably about a month ago. Um, if you're preparing for a mission, or you've recently returned home, or you know someone that is doing either of those things, you should check out my book, Finding Your Why, subtitled How to Get the Most Out of Your Mission. And it's all about, big uh, big surprise, finding your why, and really cultivating that and determining, okay, why am I actually going to serve a mission? Or, okay, why, now that I'm back from a mission, now what? You know, it helps to give you a little bit of a, a boost or a head start, or whatever you want to call it, some advice in that regard. So definitely check that out. If you have any questions, shoot us a message or an email. Uh, information's in the description below. There's also a link to the book in the description below. So check that out. But without further ado, I am here with Braden Standifer. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I was, I was a little skeptical on the last name. I wasn't 100% <laughs> sure. Um, but she's from Snowflake, Arizona. And she just got a mission call to serve across the nation over in New York City, New York. Uh, she reports in January, January 22nd, to be exact. But uh, yeah, Brayden, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for uh, jumping on podcast taking some time and um but yeah without further ado let's just get into your story so what led you to decide to serve a mission yeah so um i'm from where i'm from in snowflake uh it's a really highly member populated place and so um i've just always seen missionaries go out like my whole life my dad has worked at the high school my whole life and so you know just seeing like the students go through go on missions. And then um, I've had a sister and a brother go on missions. Um, So just that influence my whole life has always been there. And then around my freshman year, it was the middle of my freshman year, right before COVID, I got my patriarchal blessing. And that opened my eyes even more to a mission. Um, Just some of the things that I said, I was then like, okay, yeah, like, I'll just make that my plan that like, I'm going to go on a mission. So throughout high school, I just went through just being like, yeah, I'm going to go on a mission. Don't really know when. Um, then senior year came and it came to like, okay, it's time to like make the decisions of what you're going to do in life. And um, at that point, I really just knew that I wanted to go on a mission. It was just like the timing of it. So um, January, I decided I was going to go to college for a semester and go and then go on my mission after a semester of school and um like the middle of March I randomly just was like I'm not going to college anymore I'm just gonna go on my mission opened up my mission portal got that going um and then in April uh I was at the temple with my friends and I I don't know I don't know what was going on but the adversary was just really coming at me after I opened up my portal like just a bunch of questions started popping up and I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why am I feeling this way? I just did something that's like getting me on the right path of starting my mission papers and everything. 
And so um, it was early in the morning and I was in the chapel by myself. And so I pulled out the scriptures from underneath the bench and I said a prayer and just was just like, Heavenly Father, just lead me to where I need to go in the scriptures to get an answer. And I honestly wasn't expecting anything. And I opened up to Doctrine and Covenants section 75. And I can't remember the exact verse, but it basically just says, like, go sound the word like a trump unto the people across all regions of the world and stuff. And I knew then I was like, oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> like, that was my answer. I need to go on a mission. Um, May rolls around like two weeks before graduation. I decided that I actually am going to go to college and everything just fell into place. I found a place with all of my friends to live in and it just all started adding up. I got a scholarship to like not to pay for education. And so I just kept going with that. So um, then in July, um, there's a line in my patriarchal blessing. I won't like say obvious details, but just that like my temple attendance will help me to be able to get answers to my prayers and things like that. And one week I went to the temple, like, I don't even remember. It was like four or five times. And um, that one of the nights I had a dream that I was opening up my mission call and it said, I don't remember anything else that was said, but it just zoomed in and it just said New York. And I was like, what the heck? Like, there's no way that this is like really happening. And so, and my dream has always been to like, go to like the islands, like Tonga, like Samoa, places like that. And so I was like, there's no way that I'm going to go to New York. Like, and then the night I opened up my mission call and I read New York City, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So that's pretty much my story. That is crazy. That's exciting. Holy cow. That's yeah. That's, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking <laughs> about just that uh, you said it was a dream that you had, right? The day was it the night before, just that you were going to New York. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's crazy how the Lord just prepares you, you know, for different things. And for sure. Yeah, just fascinating. And in terms of just kind of going back to that, that you you meant you your comment about your patriarchal blessing. Do you feel like you've had to really develop that ability to hear him and to to receive personal revelation, or has it come fairly easy for you? Um, I've definitely had to learn that like when I'm putting myself in like the right situations in life. Like I've noticed myself when I wasn't making the best decisions that like it was harder to hear him, obviously, but um, it definitely took some work. It took some work to be able to just like consciously just be able to be like open to hearing what he has to say, whether it's what I want to hear or what I don't want to hear, um, just openly taking his answer. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's true. I think, I think it does take a bit of practice it's almost like learning a musical instrument in a way or learning a sport you know you've got to practice a bit you've got to kind of get a feel for it figure out you know because everyone's a little bit different uh, but generally I mean this spirits is still small voice like you know generally it's it's similar um, yeah for sure and and so yeah for those that are listening 
you know, Brayden, what advice would you give them if, if they're just thinking, oh man, I, I wish I could hear him more. I wish I could understand when it's, you know, what, when I'm receiving personal revelation and how to, you know, what advice would you give them? Um, I would definitely say like, just be in the moment, like when you're praying or whatever you're doing, just be in the moment and really be focusing on hearing him. I feel like that was like something else for me is that when I'm done saying a prayer, I say, amen. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm going to go get ready for the day. I'm going to go to sleep now. Like, and just not even think twice about what I even prayed about. Mm -hmm. But when you actually second and just like, cause amen is actually like, when you break it down, it means like faith and having faith in Jesus Christ. And so I have, I noticed that when I was not like, trying to practice that in any way I wasn't getting what I wanted out of the prayer whatever it was so just making sure that like you're in the moment after a prayer and just like sit there and relax and be in the moment for sure Hmm. so really in a sense listen yeah (laughs) really actually sit there and wait and listen (laughs) yeah yeah it reminds me actually in this past general conference I believe it was President Nelson that said that sometimes our prayers can be more like a shopping list you know Mm -hmm. than than an actual conversation or an actual prayer and I I think it's easy to to fall into that um but I I liked your comments just about you know being being in the moment as you put it and just listening being present yeah and like changing up your prayer too and I think also something else that's helped me is that I don't pray for like things to just all of a sudden happen for me I try and pray for my future self in whatever situation that happens or I make sure that I'm praying for other people and putting that forward and just being grateful in prayers also I think is like being more grateful than asking for things has also like really helped me too that's pretty fascinating you mentioned almost Praying for your future self. I think that's a cool concept. I haven't really thought about it that way before. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. Something that I really appreciated, I just got my letter from my mission presidents and they said to start praying for the people of New York and for the people I'm going to teach. And that also led me to like praying for my future companions and like things like that, that like, we'll be able to work and like have the spirit with us to teach these people there. And I can already feel so much love towards my companions, towards other missionaries, towards the people there. And it's been a really cool experience feeling that way. That's that's pretty cool. And it, um, prayer is powerful. There's so much that prayer can do i think a lot of times we underestimate the power of of a meaningful heartfelt faithful prayer you know i i think well we we think of prayer as it's easy to think of prayer as just a checklist or just something to do but when in reality it's we've got heavenly father on speed dial essentially anytime you know we can just Mm -hmm. chat with him essentially just pick up the phone in a way 100 percent. so i just think that's that's really cool and thanks for sharing your your story and everything i think that's 
Excellent. Um, for those that are listening that might be still on the fence of about serving a mission, of deciding to serve, what advice would you give them? I, I've seen, like, for me, knowing that I was going to go on a mission came pretty easily. That like, I just wanted to do it, and I just knew I wanted to do it. But I've had friends that have gone back and forth, and they just are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should or not. And seeing them make the decision, just do it. Just don't think, because I feel like for a mission, even though it's going to be the hardest thing that ever, like that you'll probably, like one of the hardest things you'll ever go through is going to be one of the best experiences of your life. And it's going to challenge you in ways you've never been challenged. And I feel like it's just such a great learning opportunity for you and and for every missionary and so I think that just really consider it that I've already noticed a change in myself from deciding that I was going to go and like having my call and now like getting excited of like leaving and going it's just the feelings that I'm already having I'm I know it's going to be worth it in the end and so I just really recommend praying and going to the temple and just hearing him and his answer to you about what the best decision for you is. And if it's not to go on a mission, that's okay. You can still go on a mission later in life, whenever, and being a missionary right now, all of us can be better about being missionaries right now and not having to go actually serve a mission. Definitely. I love that. Almost don't get stuck in analysis paralysis, right? Mm -hmm. Cause that's easy yeah. to do 100% and don't like Satan take over either like don't let the adversary tell you like oh you're not good enough for this like you can't like leave and leave your home and go and serve or you can't just block out those thoughts and I I've been listening to a podcast um, by Jenny Dildine called um, a missionaries podcast and she basically just talked about like facts over thoughts and that has changed like everything for me about like my fears about going on a mission. Like I then think about like, okay, what are the facts in this situation? The only facts that there is, is that I'm going on a mission in New York. Like the only fact, all the others of like my doubts and fears are just thoughts and sentences going through my head and learning how to change that around and just being like, you know what? I can do this. Like the fact is that I'm going to go serve a mission and I think that has been like super powerful for me personally. That is powerful. That is great. Yeah. Thanks for, for sharing that. And Brayden, like I said, thanks for taking the time and jumping on here. Um, really do appreciate it. You're going to be a great missionary over in New York. Give them heaven. Thank you.